So in case you didn't know why you're here, God's wanting to bring order to your life. So uh, in case you don't know it, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost today, full of power, full of wisdom, full of love. Amen. And I have some great news to bring to you. Actually, praise would be the first course. Then the preaching of the word by Pastor Philip would be the second course. And then it's the meaty with me. That just kind of floated up out of my spirit there, you know. Fasten your seatbelt, amen. Today is a very, very special day for me. It's Sunday. (laughs) And uh, when I was growing up with all of the other eight children, Sunday was the day that we gathered at Mother's house. We never did say, let's go to Daddy's. It was always, are you going to Mother's today? So that kind of befits the situation and uh, the ones that married in did not quite understand that gathering. I don't know that they ever did, but nonetheless, they came along for the ride to make the spouse happy, and it all worked out really well. So I want to start tag-teaming with Pastor Philip here. If you'll turn with me in the Holy Written Word of God to the Apostle Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, the body of Christ. Are we a part of the body of Christ, church? Yes, we are. So in the reading of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning at verse 1, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse 3 says, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Verse 4, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Then I'm going to turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and I'm going to begin at verse 14. 1 Corinthians 9. 14. And this is in reference to those who minister spiritual things. Amen. Verse 14. Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel. Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel. Church. I preach the gospel. Notice the next phrase. They which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. Now that may be a little bit unclear right now. Stay with me and clarity will come. Verse 15. But I have used none of these things. Neither have I written these things, that it should be so done unto me. For it were better for me to die than that any man should make my glorying void. Verse 16, for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. You've heard me say over and over, 
In myself, I'm nothing. In him, I am everything. And that fits you as well. It's not in our power or might. It isn't in your power or might. Everyone in here should be here today believing the word to receive greater knowledge of the word, not more accusations or information, which the Bible says Satan is the accuser of the brethren. This is my first Bible. Do you see this? I have to hold it together. The pages literally will fall apart. But I brought my first Bible today because I wanted you to witness what it takes for a mind to be renewed. It's not this thing. Uh, Now, where's that movie? What channel is that movie going to be on? I don't even know what you call them. No, I know, I know that, sweetie. Thank you for your help. Uh, the game centers, where, where you're playing games on the TV. You got too much time on your hand if you're sitting in front of the TV with the game server. That's not me shaking my finger. That's the Holy Ghost saying to you, what are you doing with your time? Come on, church. If we do what we're supposed to, we recognize the powers of darkness. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. If you want some other message other than what's in this book, this is not the place to come. I don't know anything but the gospel. I just read to you, for I declare not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. I know what Jesus, who he is. I know that he came. I know that he was crucified. I know that he died. I know that he was buried. I know that he went into hell and he stripped Satan of his power and he arose from the dead and he gave those keys to the body of Christ. That's the authority you and I have. And you want to quibble over a few dollars? Come on, church. Come on. Who's got the time? For if I do this willingly, I might run here. I'm warning you. I'm not going to be responsible today for my actions. Now, you know that's not true. The spirit is a subject unto us. If he moves on you to shout and you quench the shout, amen, then that's you. I'm not going to quench the shout. I won't quench the run. I won't quench the inspiration of the Spirit of God. My, my handsome, wonderful son, that's the attorney here, uh, he didn't even know this either. I had pulled my books out on the ministry of the prophet to refresh myself, keep myself in the lane that I'm supposed to be traveling down. So your notes were not anything new, but it was totally in line with that that I was studying. And it's a shame. I I think I will, Lord. You can stand. Because I know you did. How many of you have ever truly studied 
the office of that of prophet. You know, Jesus said he has said in the body, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the perfecting, mind you, of the saints. So here we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Look around, Mr. Turney, so that you know. Then you'll understand why they don't, the majority, not the majority. I am pleased to say, you can be seated. Thank you for responding. I am pleased to say, those that are spiritual, soon as they know the path, they won't, they won't, they won't take the bait. The ones that are natural in their thinking are the ones that have not renewed their mind and they want more, they want answers. Well, I'm here to give them to you today. So don't go to sleep on me. Sit up straight, pay attention and get your notepad out, pen, paper and take notes. I believe in the anointing upon my life. I believe in the call upon my life. I, I'm, 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 I'm at a loss for words that some that have met me maybe cannot understand that call and the anointing. I minister a lot from being suddenly, suddenly, suddenly inspired. This is one of those days it's been building every day, every night. Every day, every night, to the point that I could stand right here before you for an entire week and not exhaust what's boiling around hot, hot and wonderful from heaven itself. That's why I brought this Bible for you to see. This is the this is when pastor told you that we used to sit up all night long. He's not exaggerating. We're not dishonest people. Well, in one service, and I'm not sure how the church was set up then. uh, This is why some people don't like to come to a church like this because the anointing moves. The Holy Ghost moves. He moved upon chaos and brought order. So in case you didn't know why you're here, God's wanting to bring order to your life. He wants your spirit to grow and to develop so that when storms of life come, your spirit is so developed and saturated and strong with the holy written word of God. You don't even notice the storm coming through the end of it, the eye of it or anything else about it. You can come in here and you can sit And you can listen and you can mentally agree. Won't help you a bit, son. It's when you believe it. I call it the ABCs. Accept that this is God speaking to you. Believe that this word is God speaking to you. Confess that this is God's word speaking to you. And be a doer, as James says, and not a hearer only. So then my next page I've got, go. Faith will not quit. How can I say that with such boldness? Because God is a God of faith. 
He's not a quitter. Faith will not quit. Now, the next one's as greatly as important. Love never fails. Jesus without compromise. Two key messages of the Bible. Kenneth Hagin said this, and it was so powerful and profound, I wrote it down because I didn't want to ever forget it. Two key messages, love and faith. Two key, two key messages. So now listen to this. This is why I'm so bold. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Where do you find that? Well, are we supposed to stand up, Mr. Senior Advisory Board member back there? Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I didn't understand the Word of God accurately. We're just supposed to say that our entire life, but the substance is never seen. Look at it. Things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Too late, I found out that God spoke it and it came into existence. Don't throw rocks at me because my faith works. Don't get in being jealous of me because my faith works. Don't get in being jealous because I'm living a good life. So let me get back to this. The mind, the Bible contains the mind of God, the state of man, the way of life. Did you get that? Mind of God, state of man, way of life. The doom of sinners, the happiness of believers, read it to be wise, practice it to be holy. Say it, do it, receive it, tell it. That's the four steps to faith. Then I wrote over on the next page, when the, this is Romans 12, 2. Remember what Pastor Philip ministered on the mind must be renewed. So when the mind has been renewed with the word of God, if your mind's not renewed with the word of God, you're going to live a natural life and everything, circumstance and storm and situation in life, you're going to try to deal with it in a natural way and you'll stay frustrated. The root cause of any person's Dilemma, situation, frustration in life is a mind that's not renewed with the word of God and they're endeavoring to handle it in a natural way. When the mind's been renewed with the word, the spirit through the mind, the spirit through the renewed mind can control the body. See, we all have a body. We all can be hurt. We all can be disappointed. We can all get offended. We can all have an opportunity to be frustrated and to misunderstand. Here's your answers. Right here. There's not one thing on the face of the earth. There's no storm ever that you will face that you won't find the answer here. The answer is always going to be right here. Take the time to get the answer from the book, the only book that really has the answers to it. You better always, I don't care what storm comes to you, you better get in here for yourself and stay with what he says. 
I don't care who you are, what your name is, how old you are in life. Storms of life are going to come. My husband, about 40 years ago, preached a message that's just stayed in my, stayed right here, right here in my gut. I remind him of it. People, problems, and promises. People, uh, three Ps. People, problems, promises. They all deserve an answer. And if you can't find the answer in the word, don't answer. Amen. You ready for me to finish this? So the renewed mind can control the body. Any person, any person takes your body to produce an act, takes the mind to produce an act. What's the act? Motivated from, well, spirits motivating that act. Is it one of love? Kind of looks a whole lot different when you look at it through the eyes of Jesus, doesn't it? The soul or the mind will then take sides with the spirit because it knows the word. The only time that you can arrest your mind and your body is when you let the spirit that is renewed and developed with the Word.